0: You're listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk Radio 1360. And this is Gary Kinneman sitting in for Tommy Brown, who is your regular host, but he does have guests on Monday. And we're glad to be here with some folks from the Phoenix Dream Center. Brian Steele is the executive director. They're ministering to a thousand people and several f- spe- especially focuses and uh, we have two ladies here from the center who have gone through the program, Constance and Ashley. And they've been telling their story, and we started to, to ask Ashley to tell her story. And I, I thought, well, she's real poised here. You know, nobody seems to be threatened by this live radio broadcast. And um, Ashley, I was just told at break that she's been um, – what is that organ? Is it a speech – it's a speech – Toastmasters. Yes, Toastmasters. I show my age I forget words, you know, common words Anyway, uh, she's involved with Toastmasters Gave a speech this week Ashley, tell us a little bit more about your personal story Uh, How you? Well, you were telling us that you were a a, a military brat And uh, you grew up in multiple places And uh, you were born where?
1: I was born in North Carolina In
0: North Carolina, Houston, Iowa You mentioned a couple (laughs) places Iowa's Pastor Brian Oh, that's Pastor Brian Okay, very good you can do this show next month. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay, so uh, tell us about your. Uh, t- just tell us about your. I didn't journey. start
1: off in a army family. I actually, um, I w- was adopted by the army family. I started off in nine foster homes before I was four. Oh my goodness. Yep, uh, I'm actually a product of incest. My dad raped his daughter at the age of thirteen. So I come from a.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yes, I had a lot of sexual abuse in my previous blood family but then I was adopted at the age of 14 by a military family who couldn't have children and they adopted me expecting me as an abused little four-year-old to be able to fully love them and so um I ended up being a very rebellious independent bold child and I fought them all the time I didn't want anyone to come close to my heart so I pushed them further and further away and that went on for about 10 years
0: it's have you heard the term uh reactive uh uh attachment disorder
1: yes i've been told i had that rad yes and then uh so i was doing that for about 10 years of just fighting and couldn't get along i wouldn't submit to authority and so they sent me to the new mexico baptist children's home and at that time we were in houston texas and so they sent me to new mexico in a rural town where there were dairies everywhere and there was nothing at all it was very brown and it was an awesome experience I got to go to a children's home where there were families. I, I like
0: the way you said there's nothing there. It was an awesome experience.
1: It was. It's, I grew up great. in big cities where it's Houston, Nashville, oh. all these. And in a rural community, it's totally different. As I know, Pastor Brian knows that. It's completely different. Um, people are completely ignorant to what goes on in big cities.
0: So what happened to you there in among the dairy farms?
1: Um, And for Tallis, New Mexico, I finished high school at the New Mexico Baptist Children's Home, and thankfully I had grown up in the church and I knew who God was, but I didn't have a good transition coming out of the children's home, and so I ended up falling on my face like everyone else that had left there, and I ended up getting pregnant with a little boy who is now four, and I just strew strew away from God, and I ended up being come a part of a family, but with my attachment issues, as you stated, yeah. and other things, it just didn't work out, and so I ran away into Sholo, Sholo, Arizona.
0: With your child?
1: No, actually, I, uh, he was adopted. You
0: adopted I him? Uh.
1: G- uh, yeah, I gave him up for adoption. Uh-huh. Of a close family, I know, who is now a big, huge part of my life.
0: Oh, wonderful. So you get to see your little boy?
1: Yes, I do. Oh. He is very excited about his little brother.
0: Oh, how wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yes, so uh is that fam- that family's here in, in Phoenix?
1: Um no they're not. They're in New Mexico. They're still in New Mexico. They're in New Mexico and uh Peyton the 4-year-old is over there and Yep.
0: So uh, did you say uh when you're on live radio if you don't know what else to say you they say, say yep. yep. So my <laughs> my my gr- my uh, father-in-law he was a farmer. My my wife's dad. And he had two he had two words. Yep. Nope.
1: A man, a few words.
0: So now this year, now you still have a relationship with your uh, adopted family.
1: Um, my adopted, my first adopted parents. I they they haven't been able to accept the, the independent child I was. Um, they are an amazing people. Uh, a couple they taught me so much uh morals and values and i don't think they realize um those seeds that they planted in my life and i hope one day that that relationship will be restored to well, me
0: yeah amen so i thought i heard you mention your mother or you have somebody you call? Uh,
1: my mom and my dad are the ch- the parents that adopted my other son oh, okay. i call them mom and daddy they're uh, and they're the
0: ones who are new mexico yes they uh. are
1: um and then i ended up in Sholo, arizona and that's where i decided to find myself and i ended up finding a a guy who told me he was a Christian and ended up later finding out he had many felonies, that had been in prison twice, and he ended up tricking me into using methamphetamine.
0: Wow. And uh, so you became addicted?
1: I actually did not become addicted, uh. thankfully. Um, it became a very abusive relationship, and uh, I was isolated from everybody. I already didn't have that much family because of my history, and so I... I was completely, I said ended up down here in Phoenix because that's where he's from. And so he actually, being in prison and all that, knows who Pastor Walt and who the Dream Center is because they're affiliated everywhere. Mm -hmm. And he got me into the Where Hope Lives program when I became pregnant um, with my now son. So
0: this is the guy who who gave you the drugs. He's in prison?
1: No, he's not.
0: You said... he,
1: He He had been in prison twice.
0: But he got you in touch with the Dream Center.
1: Yes, when I became pregnant, he at least thankfully got me away from him for yeah. that reason.
0: Wow. Well, wow. All things work together for good. Mm-hmm. You know how God uses circumstances and people. Sometimes it's just we 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 just can't uh we can't comprehend how, how those impossibilities become possibilities with God. Yes. Yeah, so now you went through the program and you got, you you finished all four pillars. Yes. Yes, after
1: 11 months.
0: Yeah, what were what were some <laughs> of the <laughs> 11 months? <laughs>
1: Praise God.
0: <laughs> but see, you're better for it, right? It's I like, am. I am so that's... thankful.
1: I watch the girls that come into the program, and they've been here a month or two or three months, even six months. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to graduate. And there's just it's so stressful until you get to even the 11th month, and you finally finish. And there's the restoration and the healing that happens in your heart and your mind. God really just takes a handle on you and says, really, what you just quoted, it, it, all things work together for good. Yeah,
0: it's mm-hmm. wonderful. And so now you're going you're gonna to have a position at the Dream Center. Uh, you, yes, we have one.
1: Yes, I am. I'm, I'm coming on as Constance's assistant. Oh. I need
2: a little secretary to get some paperwork done that I don't want to do. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, you know You got to be be careful. They don't have too much fun. You know, the, yeah. with this secretary boss stuff. You know, just. I'll watch that. Uh, yeah. Okay. You got to call can, you. I can depend oh. on you to help me. <laughs> send me an email. You know, <laughs> you got my email. <laughs> send me a text. So, um, are you living? Are you living there on the campus?
1: I am. I'm currently in one of the rooms that the girls have in the program, but I'm mm-hmm. going to be moving over into one of the staff rooms now okay. that I'll be helping. All
0: right. You know, I, I visited the place and they had you had a big contest there for decorating the rooms. Yeah, tell us about that. Brian and we that, sure did, we sure did. You raised a lot of money that way, too.
2: Yeah, a lot of money, a lot of support. Um, it is an old hotel. It's an old Embassy Suites Hotel. And so back in the early 70s, it was beautiful. I mean, that thing was stellar, but here we are 40 years later, and uh, the, the, it, it needs an upgrade. Uh, not to mention the fact that many of the young women uh, who are coming out of trafficking, coming out of exploitation, a lot of times their POV, their point of victimization, is an old hotel. And so we had a heart to just transform those rooms radically. Oh yeah,
0: so that's right. That's that's where they're that's where they're assaulted.
2: Yes, that's in where an that, old
0: hotel. Yep. Yeah,
2: that's a, where A lot of times it does happen. So yeah, we were very fortunate uh, three years ago to partner with uh, ten different luxury home designers in the valley. Here, I mean, these are the folks building the. Multi-million dollar homes up on the mountains.
0: And and always sort of probably feeling a little guilty that anybody would have that much money to spend on that (laughs) much stuff that nobody really needs. (laughs) Uh,
2: But they saw the cause. They saw our heart. And um, it was a friendly competition, but I learned there's no such thing as friendly among some of the designers. So it was a friendly competition to compete for best room, best bath, best floor, best uh, area, uh, Arizona Foothills Magazine was so gracious to feature it, so they all got some like great... On the, on the
0: Home and Garden channel. Yeah, that might be I You know, that, that what the cont- I mean, you talk about a contest.
2: Hey, we're working on some stuff. <laughs> Calm down. <here. laughs>
0: great. But it was a contest. So We're, I can say it was my cool. idea then, right? Yeah, you can, yeah I'll, I'll pay your royalties later. <laughs> okay, like okay yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, nobody's quoting Intellectual me, right? property, yeah. yes.
2: <laughs> uh, we really thought they'd put maybe ten, twelve thousand dollars 12000 into each room. Now, these these rooms are about 500 square foot. So they're, they're like mini apartments is yeah. what they are, the rooms. Uh, the, the minimum any of them put was 60000 uh, A couple of the new ones, because we just did it again for seven more rooms, a couple of them put over $120,000. Uh, per room? Per room, per Ew. 500 square foot room. So Right. Incredible support and uh, again we we wanted to do a couple things we wanted to to show these young women that you don 't have to compromise yourself or your body or your belonging to have something nice yeah. and and we also wanted to do, to instill a value that you can have this it 's not impossible. you can have this follow the program, stick with the program, stay here, finish, and God has great things for your life as well
0: finish yeah that's 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 fantastic yeah. and uh, some of the some of the Uh, High-profile folks that have supported you. Jerry Colangelo.
2: Yep, Jerry Colangelo is on the board. Brian Mueller, uh, president of Grand Canyon University. He gave scholarships to the program and the graduates, the girls coming out. Uh, A lot of city officials, um, our our former governor, our new governor, they're all great friends of the work we're doing. I sit on a couple task force with them as well. And so uh, God's been good to us. God's helped us to become a a leader in this otherwise dark dark world that's going on in our city.
0: Well our our governor Ducey is a man of faith. Yep. I had him in this studio. Nice. When he was uh when he was uh state treasurer and um uh, of course uh, governor Brewer, a woman of faith and so you know we're just we're grateful in Arizona in Fe- in the Phoenix area to see all of the different sectors of of our world come together. People in government, people in the church, people like yourself and NGOs and Nonprofits and and of course um, people in the business community uh, co- coming together around shared passions. Yeah. Um. What has been your biggest challenge? Oh, we got one minute. What's been your very, personally your biggest challenge?
2: Yeah. So early on, six years ago, the biggest challenge was just just getting seeing an awakening in the church, in the community that this was even happening in our community. That was the number you, one. Yeah, there was thing. a problem. There was a problem. Uh, that there, that there
0: is a problem in the community, and nobody, everybody lives above it and outside of it.
2: We're talking about the very grotesque, nefariously wicked trafficking of young women, yeah. and we don't want to talk about these things.
0: Yeah. Brian, thank you so much. We're going to be back uh, with just a few closing thoughts here uh, after a word from the folks who make this program available to you, our sponsors.